0: What's up, y'all? You're tuning in to the Here to Uplift podcast. If you've been here before, welcome back and thank you for being a part of our Uplift community. If you're new here, woohoo! Thanks for joining us and we hope you continue listening and engaging with our community where we center the stories of inspiring and impactful entrepreneurs and community leaders. I'm Lolo Fisher, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it. All right, welcome back to the Here to Uplift podcast, y'all. I'm Lolo, and I'm here with Brie Castigo Jimenez. I am super excited for this conversation today. It's one that we've been trying to get scheduled for a while. So, Bree, please introduce yourself. Um, so, my name is Bree. I'm from San Jose,
1: California, and I fight here out of uh, Rumble City Boxing
0: awesome and part of why i wanted to have you on here was to talk about your journey into pro fighting so can you just give us a little insight as to like when you actually decided to be a pro fighter in your journey into that um so
1: i had an uncle who actually used to train my brother and i he was an mma fighter and pretty much grew up training with him uh one of his really good friends was his trainer his instructor so just to follow him to the gym uh, <laughs> we started training there my brother and i started together uh, pretty much MMA throughout my entire teenage years, thirteen up until okay. I was about 23, 24. and then unfortunately I ended up breaking my foot. So we ended up switching over, and Coach Caesar's been there with me in my corner throughout the entire thing, and we pretty much that was it. We made the switch stuck to boxing, and now
0: we're here. Yeah, so I feel like whenever I hear people say they broke a foot or an ankle, it, like, never fully heals back. Never. Oh,
1: no. (laughs) Never, ever. Two surgeries (laughs) later, six screws later, it's still not a hundred percent back Yay. to where it's supposed to be but from what they told me it's not going to be I'm pretty okay. stubborn and I never really let it fully heal yeah so I mean we're stuck with it we worked around it we worked with it
0: so <laughs> I feel that though because when I when I first tore my ACL and then also tore my meniscus like that first surgery I had they were like yeah like you should be really good recoup for six months do all your recovery and then if you stop dancing or you know stop running you, you should be good for a long time well of course I'm not gonna no, stop course. dancing and running like because yeah,
1: the bring it me joy. Like we were out at the park. I was out there with the boot on we were training with Stop. it, just being as stubborn that. as
0: be. <laughs> I believe that. When I see you train, yeah. you train hard.
1: No, we were out there with the boot for months and then it just never healed mm-hmm. and rebroke. And yeah, it was just a disaster. Yeah. But, I mean, fortunately, he's always been in my corner, always motivated me no yeah. matter what through injuries, through whatever has been going on in life. So. We're here. The dream has started, and we're just getting started.
0: I love that. So I'm kind of curious already on the advice side. It sounds like Coach Caesar's been like a huge part of your training oh, yeah. journey. He's so he's
1: been the best. <laughs> I don't even. Know, I don't even have words to explain oh. like the amount of just support and motivation and yeah. just the mentor that he's been to me in this sport and okay. in life in general.
0: Really. Yeah. What What do you think people should look for when they're looking for a coach if they want to go on a similar journey?
1: Chemistry, I would say. Like, somebody who is going to motivate you, who's going to yell at you, who's going to tell you, this is what you're doing wrong. (laughs) Like, you don't want a bunch of yes men in your corner. That's not going to get you anywhere. So, like, if I come here, he tells me, throw a 1,000 jabs till you get it right. We're going to throw about 2,000 till we get (laughs) it right. So, he jumps in there. He spars with me. He gives me black eyes every other week. Like, that's the kind of coach that you need. You need a coach that gives you black eyes every week. (laughs) Exactly. Like, you need somebody who's going to push you because yeah. you need a coach that's going to be able to see your potential when you don't see it yourself. Yeah. So, And that's who he is.
0: I like that a lot. I think um, there was a podcast we did recently. I want to say it came out early January, but I said something. And when I played it back, I was like, I don't know if I fully agree with what <laughs> I said to myself. And it was that I don't feel like people hold me accountable the same way I hold other people accountable. Mm. So if someone tells me a goal and they're like, I want an accountability partner, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm checking in on you. Right. I'm pushing you. And then on the opposite end, when I ask people to, like, hold me accountable to something, they're like, you're working so hard. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to remind you. You're just doing it. Yeah. And I think it's because when we already have that natural work ethic of, like, pushing ourselves, mm-hmm. people don't want to push us even right. further. Like
1: that's, like, the role my family takes. Like, aside oh, okay. from my brother, because he's very involved, too. Yeah. Like, my mom, she's like, you're going back? Like, You aren't you going to take a break? And it's like, no, mother, I need you to, like, tell me to get off the couch and go to the gym when I don't want to. But, yeah. like, it's like you said, like, they're so used to seeing this work so hard that they want to take a break yeah. or something. They're like, OK, you deserve it. But coach says you don't deserve a break. So we're going to be in jail.
0: <laughs> well, see, that's the hard part. Like, how do you determine when you need to take a break or not?
1: We take a break when coach says it's OK to <laughs> Aside from that, we're in here. OK, freezing I like it. it's cold <laughs> it's hot it don't matter when we used to be at the park we'd be out there when yes. it was raining when it was 105 it didn't matter we were out there working Ugh. so like we didn't have a gym at that yeah. time but we were there like no okay. matter what rain shine hail whatever it was yes. we were out there running we were out there working yeah and one thing i can say is whenever we get to that goal that belt that we're gonna get like me and him can look back and be like we made it like look yes. at everything that we've come through i've been hit with him for over a decade almost now like wow. he know, when i throw a hand and i throw it wrong he can see it from a mile away yeah like that's sometimes i like that chemistry wow. that you have with somebody i go sit in the corner he tells me one thing i know exactly what i have to do to go out there and fix it right he can give me a look and i know exactly what he needs
0: wow it does That so. just come with time
1: just working together pretty much. Okay. And then his style and my style match and I think mesh very well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I try to embody his style because yeah. I feel. I think I'm the person or the fighter that's been with him the longest. So I okay. feel like I've tried to really embody his style. And he's really yeah. trying to teach me that style that he has.
0: Right. So. I think that's a lesson in and out of the ring is like yeah. when you find somebody yeah. that you really admire and trust or yeah. someone you want to emulate, like study everything exactly. about it first. Exactly. And if you do it their way, then you start learning like, okay, yeah. now I can add pieces right. of it Exactly. That way. And that's what we're doing
1: now. Like, like, I feel like I have to learn still everything that I have to learn from him. Mm-hmm. And then also now that we're at this level. And what's needed to succeed at this level. Yeah. So,
0: well, it makes me think about a lot of the folks who listen to this podcast are in the entrepreneurial space. Either Mm. they're business owners or they want to be a business owner, want to expand whatever it looks like. And the self-discipline piece is one of the hardest oh, parts, man. but that's what you like just exemplified yeah. is like rain or shine. Exactly. We're out there working. I, like, so this how do you sport, keep
1: that up? This sport shouldn't be called boxing. It should be called discipline. Because <laughs> The sport without, of discipline. Yeah, the sport of discipline. Without it, it's nothing. You have mm. nothing if you cannot discipline yourself. You can come train four times a day, but if you don't have discipline at home, mm-hmm. you got to go to bed at a certain time. You got to get up at a certain time. You got to eat. You got to eat. <laughs> The right food, that's probably like 95% of it. Like, I weigh out my food. I'm never an ounce over, never an ounce under. Like, you have to be on the money when it comes to that. Like, when I mean, you have to eat, like, precisely, that's really, like, the key. Like, no matter what.
0: Pure curiosity. When you're in training mode, what does your typical day look like?
1: Um, okay. So, like, today, I got up. Uh, about 9 a.m. I had to be here by 9.30. So I get up, I eat breakfast. I kind of talk to myself, give myself a little pep talk for the day. Um, You know, they only say that you're crazy if somebody talks back. So I think I can talk to myself all day. (laughs) But um, so I get here, I warm (laughs) up. Uh, I'm ready to go by, like, 9.45, like, 10 o'clock. So then we train till about 11.30. I go home. I try to get another meal in. Then I have strength and conditioning throughout the middle of the day. And I do that. Then I go home, eat again, take a little break, take a little nap maybe. And then we're back here at 4. And we finished at about, what, 7 o'clock, what it is now. Wow. So it's just all day, every day, just here, train, home, train, home, train, home. And I'm old now, so I'm in bed by, like, 9.30. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, nobody call me after 9 30 because i'm not gonna answer <laughs> unless it's my mom nobody call me like, <laughs> so,
0: when do you do the fun things or so is i don't the
1: fun thing? i don't this is this is my goal like this is my dream come true and i feel like i'll have time to do it later if mm. that's but i mean i'm not really a person that really enjoys to go out and be out there and be not very social, I guess
0: you could say. Introvert. <laughs> <But, laughs> I mean, but I have like
1: my group of friends. They're very understanding and yep. they're very like supportive and motivating too. Like they know, like if they call me and I'll answer, if they text me or answer, they're, oh, she's training. She's either asleep, she's right. training, she's doing something. But yeah, no, they're very supportive. Like they travel to my fights. Like yes. it's insane. Like my best friend lives in Stockton. Mm-hmm. Hey, Justine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, she already bought her fight, her plane ticket to my next fight, which is in TJ Tijuana. Yes. She bought it yesterday. She's like, I'm gonna be there.
0: I love that. So that's she's like, real yeah,
1: that's my friend right there for real. Like, so no matter what, she flew out to uh, Santa Ana when we went last time. You yep. can hear her screaming in the bag. Like, that's the one person I could hear in the crowd. Mm. But yeah, like I feel like <laughs> you really need a good like motivational and support team to do this kind yeah. of sport. Boxing is a very lonely sport. Like, very lonely, I would say.
0: What's lonely about it? Like, why do you Um, say that?
1: I think just everything, because there's nobody to tell you to get up and go. You gotta tell yourself. You got like... Because you're not on a team. Right, you're not on a team. So, on a team sport, if one person is slacking, you got however many other people on the field, on the court, to kind of pick it up. Right Here, if you're slacking, you're getting knocked out. Like, there's nobody to jump in there with you, nobody to jump in there to save you. Yeah. Like... Like, Coach Caesar, uh, Coach Oscar, they can train you to the highest level to do the best. But the moment you jump in there, it's you. Okay. They can't fight for you. They can't jump in there with you. It's right. you. You got to put everything that they gave you, and you got to put it out there and do it. Yeah. Like, and that's where I feel like I fell short on my last fight. Okay. Like, they train Coach, I think, got me prepared, over-prepared. But I got up there, looked at the crowd, out the window. <laughs> so... <laughs> Don't even remember anything after the first round. So it was very disappointing because I feel like I trained so hard to get there. But, um, we're back though. We have another fight already set up. We're back in training camp. We're getting ready. I feel like I know what to expect now when it comes to that environment and that scenario. So we're going to come on with a win this time for sure.
0: I mean, let's talk about it. If you're open to it, I kind of want you to walk us through like, of course, what the mindset was going into your first professional fight what happened during that fight and like what your thoughts all were. Right, after. So
1: let's see uh, <laughs> the day before. I think we got there the day before we fought on yeah. a Thursday. So we flew out on Wednesday, Wednesday. We get there. Everything is fine. I'm starving. Cause you know, the day before weigh-ins, you can't eat, you can't drink. You, you can't were on anything. it though. You
0: looked ripped. Girl. You can't do
1: anything that you can't drink. Uh, when we landed, it was my mom, my brother and coach. Of course they're all hungry. Right. <laughs> so they're going to go, I'm just sitting there. coach has this huge like burger in front of him. Just downing fries. Like, my brother thanks, has, thanks like, so much. like I don't remember the fight, but I remember what they ate, right? <laughs> so, so my brother has this, like, <laughs> rack things. of ribs, and my mom, same thing. I'm just sitting there, like, all right, you know what? This y'all better eat your you right now. <laughs> so um, we get there, we go, we get back to the hotel. I weigh in. I think I had, like, half a pound to get off. So we okay. just walked on the treadmill for a little bit. That was pretty much it. Next day. We got there. We weighed in. And we were underweight by at least, like, four pounds, I think. So, you like,
0: I could have eaten something.
1: Man, I could have <laughs> had a little bit of water.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, no, so
1: everything felt good. We went back out the night before, you know, did some work in the parking lot just to, you know, stay loose, stay moving. Because, you know, we train hard. And I feel like when we don't do anything, I get kind of, like, not antsy, but just, yeah. like, I need to do something. Right. So everything was fine the night before. I was in the hotel room and you know, talking to my mom, talking to my brother. We were just like, damn, like all that work. We made it. We're here. Tomorrow is the day. Like <laughs> my mom has seen me come home with broken noses, like just bloody black eyes, all kinds of stuff. She's like, well, you know, tomorrow's the day. Like you made it. You worked your ass off. So, so next day we get up. We eat. We're just kind of relaxing. All my family starts to get there. They
0: all flew in. And we my, say next day. This is the day of the fight, it's fight day. Yeah, okay. a
1: lot of my family got there fight day, so they're getting there. You know, you got to say hi to everybody. That day, I kind of wanted to be alone, but it's like everybody came out for you, so yeah. you can't. Really You're like trying be to be like, in the zone, but the also hell out like appreciate the <laughs> Right, support, Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, everybody's hanging out, but most of them understand. Like they're gonna come. I'm gonna say hi, and then we're just gonna kind of sit there. So, yeah. so that's kind of how it went down. Time starts getting closer, and he'll start packing everything up. So, take off to the venue. We get there. We get in there, and I see it, but there's no crowd there yet, right? It's just chairs, and yeah. the ring is in the middle. And it's I'm a like, huge
0: arena, though. It was I cannot believe how OC big Airgrounds. it was. Yes. Yeah, so it's
1: like an airplane hangar. Okay. And then, like, the they open the back up. There's yeah. people standing who didn't get a ticket. I, I was like, oh damn, my is, but. When we first got there, it was just empty. It was just empty, so it looked fine. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So we're in the back, getting everything ready, changing into our our outfit that we're gonna wear. Coach's wrapping up the hands, and then we start warming up and, you know, pad work, mitt work, mm-hmm. get out of the way, all that kind of stuff. And everything felt fine, like mm. perfect. Like, even the other coaches there, the other fighters there were like, damn, like...
0: Like, you prepared so well, ripping. everything was like, just, everything like... Everything
1: was just, like, sounding good, perfect. So then the first fighter goes out there, and I'm like, all right, you're next. <laughs> so they call us up. We're standing there, and I think it was, like, the ring girl, the commission man, me, my brother, and then coach. And that's, like, the way we lined up. So we're behind, like, this blue curtain, and then... My song, we Fernandez, right? It drops. And I'm like, all right, that's me. They got the right song, right? They got the right song. So I'm like, okay, that's me. And then the curtain opens. And I feel like I just died like a million deaths. (laughs) Like, there was so many people. It was the lights were everywhere. Just like the spotlight on the ring. And I'm like, damn. And like everybody starts moving and I can't get my legs to move. And I felt like I found my brother. Somebody pushed me. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, we have to go. (laughs) So we start going. Yeah. And I didn't expect the cameraman to follow me. Like, he was walking backwards in front of me. Mm -hmm. But the camera was, like, this close to my face.
0: Sheesh. Like, y'all can't do it. (laughs)
1: Right. So I'm trying to, like, focus. Like, I'm trying to stare at the ground because the light is, like, shining right in my face. And I think at that moment, I was, like, just trying to deal with the nerves and just the moment of the limelight just there. So... I don't know. We made it up to the ring. She gets out. She makes it up to the ring. And you can already tell, she looks very comfortable. Like, she's been here before. Mm. She has more experience than I do there. So she's been in the moment before. And then the first round starts, and I just could not get my legs to move. Like, I just felt stuck, frozen. Like, I could see what she was throwing coming, and my mind would tell my body to move, but I wouldn't move. Yeah. So I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if you've ever been... In that situation, I don't think you really understand. Like your mind is telling you to do something but you can't do it. Right. Like And I think it's just called stage fright, right? Like it just happens. Absolutely. So and I never expected that to happen. Like I had all these MMA fights. Mm -hmm. Never happened. Were the
0: MMA fights like still a big production like that? As
1: big but still pretty decent size. So I mean it's still like Mm -hmm. but I think it was my first like major fight back after my injury. And then that, and then life in general, whatever has happened through that. And then just to get to that moment, and then it's just, wow, this is, like, your dream. Like, you're here. Yeah. It's kind of hard to believe. It's very right. surreal, but you're here. And then I remember the first round ends, and then I go back to the stool, and I'll never forget. Coach said, you just gifted her round one. <laughs> and he's like, "But it's okay. Like, we have three more to go. It's fine. After that, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Dang. Nothing. <laughs> don't remember what he said don't remember just pretty much anything
0: it's like your mind was trying to hang on to that right, one piece that exactly. hurt him and then it was just like right so, autopilot. i mean
1: all in all like i'm not here to make excuses about what happened yeah. or anything the better person won that night congratulations yeah. to her and her career but We're always going to jump back and bounce back. Yeah. It's never, one thing's never going to just keep us down. Absolutely. In this sport, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to win. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get your nose broken. It's going to happen. Like this, that's like saying, join boxing. Don't get punched in the face. You're going to get punched in the face. (laughs) Like it's going to happen. So you just have to learn to adapt and move forward. Yeah. You lost. Okay. Take it in.
0: Dwell on it. However long it takes you to get
1: over it. And then you're good to go after that. So
0: now that makes sense. Cause like for me, I was there, but I was in the hotel room watching on the live stream. <laughs> yeah. Right. So watching on the live stream, it just, it looked amazing in terms of that yeah. stadium, the pro- not stadium, but the arena, the production of everything as there. I didn't know that camera was that close yeah, to you, you but now to- it makes sense. Cause I'm like, wow, like I can see her. I can see all the details. Right. So, it's really cool to watch from an audience perspective, but that's a lot of pressure to have on you right. in that moment. So I can only imagine in some ways, like, dancing on stages is one thing but it's very like stationary like it's, you're not surrounded by people like you, there's nobody yeah. behind you nobody on the sides. you're just performing for like one clear audience but it's like in that moment i can only imagine honestly how much pressure it is and then i mean, you know you yeah. get hit the whole time too so right, it's exactly. like
1: like you're out there across from somebody who would yeah. like to rearrange your face so hey yeah let's go no pressure <laughs> okay right. but i mean like um All in all, like, we were born for that moment. Like, I know that. We were born for that light, that stage, that everything. So it's just, you know, fine-tuning things, getting your mind ready and right. And we're going to be back. And that's pretty much it. Oh,
0: it's like everybody who knows you knew that you were the shoe and win for that. So we were all like, something else had to have happened for you to not win because this doesn't make sense.
1: When I got out of the ring, like, the first person who told me, like, you know, count on your mother to keep it 100% with you. She's so like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, I've seen you, you fight. Respond? I've seen you fight. I've seen you train. I've seen you do everything.
0: Yeah.
1: What What happened? I just said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I do not know. And then my uncle, the one who started me, mm-hmm. he lives in Texas now. He yeah. calls me. And I'm like, that's like the one person I'm Yeah. I did not want to talk to. It. He was like, I don't even know what to tell you. And I was like, damn. Like, at that moment, I just wanted to cry. (laughs) I bet. But I'm like, all right, dude, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it happened. It's over. Obviously, I know there's a lot of stuff I need to work on and improve. And then that was it, pretty much. So, uh, we went out. Everybody went out after, you know, we all kept it together. Uh, we flew back home the next day. Same thing, kept it together. It's not till I got home to my apartment by myself. I cried for like a day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a whole day. It was me. I went to McDonald's ordered the home eddie. Just brought it home in bed, just eating crumbs everywhere. (laughs) You know what, I deserve this. I lost, but I deserve this. (laughs) Uh but yeah, and then pretty much the week after I was back in here, just you know Mm -hmm. the first week back was a little bit rough. You know, you start to like kinda not doubt yourself, but really consider like, damn, like there's a lot you still need to work on. You still need to, you know, push forward. But it all comes with time.
0: Yeah.
1: And now we're back in the swing of things, back in the groove. So that that's in the past. Yeah. It was a good experience. It was a good first fight. You know, it was a big first fight. A lot of people take a lot smaller fights as their first (laughs) one. Absolutely, this was a
0: huge one. But,
1: you know, me, I think I can do anything and I can do it all as everybody should think the same way about themselves. So, Mm. you know, we took it, we went, we had the experience, it happened, we lost, it happens. Yeah. And we're going to be back in March and we're going to go get our win.
0: Yeah. There's so so much optimism in the way you speak about your own (laughs) journey and to others, which I really love. I think, (laughs) I think it's part of why you like attract so many good people because you put out that energy but there was a word I don't know if it was that same weekend that we talked or maybe the week after Mm -hmm. but when you were talking about your fight you said I felt like I failed
1: oh and that kind of stuck
0: with me because I was also in a season of feeling like I failed at something and trying to build myself back up so it
1: takes a little bit it does it really does I think Losses don't affect you so much physically. Even if, like, if I would have gotten knocked out, hey, so be it. You <laughs> no, knock me well, out. Oh, I think yeah. I'd rather get knocked out than lose the way that I did. Mm. I'd rather you take me out and you make me feel like I really lost than yeah. I feel like I failed myself in there more Ooh. than anything.
0: Ooh. And that's how it felt. <laughs> that's right. Deep. That's really yeah.
1: how it felt. So when you come back to the place where you're, you were made, like I was mm-hmm. made here, not so much to say like, in here but like this is where these are the people that made where, me yeah. coach has made me who I am and I really like feel like when you feel broken you run to the people who build you and who make you and that's what I did you come back immediately to the place where you're now back at the bottom but yeah. this is where you were made so you're only going to be able to be rebuilt yeah. into a better person
0: so I feel like so many folks get lost in kind mm-hmm. of like a pit of despair once they failed at something yeah. so I guess my question is how do you keep fighting after failure how Um, do you get back to it because i I hear you saying like i just got back in, but i I think that's a hurdle that you did easily that a lot of people i just love to do it like
1: i know it sounds kind of weird but like i do like to get punched in the face (laughs) like i don't know why (laughs) coach is the same way like he likes to like we'll be in there just in the middle, just eating punches for breakfast like so i don't know i just i love this sport i love what it brings out of me and then this sport it's something that you have to earn mm-hmm. every punch that you throw you have to earn it because that person across from you is not going to let you just get it easily so you have to figure right. out how to earn it and i've always been one to work hard and mm-hmm. to want to earn everything that i'm ever going to accomplish here so I just love, I love to fight. Yeah. And that's it. Like, if there that. was one thing I felt like I was born to do, I was born to fight. <laughs> I was born to get punched in the face. I was born to fight. Right. Like, this is what, this is what I've always wanted to do. Okay. Like, I say that, I remember, like, my mom telling me, like, when you were younger, you just wanted to be punching everything. You wanted to hit people, no matter what. <laughs> and they would hit you and you didn't care.
0: And you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, you know, she always calls me crazy, but she knows, everybody knows that this is what I love to do. Yeah.
0: It's the good kind of crazy. Right. You keep pushing. (laughs) You keep pushing. Well in this case we're talking about fighting physically mm. but also you're fighting that battle mentally after yeah. you feel like you failed at something to get back yeah. in so I'm just like in your past you talked about like even as a kid you were fighting yeah. physically but mentally were there ever seasons in your life like getting to this point where oh, of course. you had to fight of course. mentally and change your mindset? I think
1: the biggest one f- throughout my career was when I broke my foot. Mm-hmm. I thought that my career was completely over. Yeah and i think an injury i mean you've torn your ac yeah as you i thought say, the same thing <laughs> is, i think the mental part of getting over that and learning to trust that heart that is broken and now right. repaired is bigger than any physical obstacle you'll ever have to get over because i came back and i'm like oh my god if somebody steps on my foot it's gonna break again <laughs> right and then somebody stepped on it and it didn't break so I'm like, OK, <laughs>
0: little trust. baby steps. Right. Yeah. That's
1: a that's a trust fall there. <laughs> so and then the next day somebody stepped on it and I pulled it back and I'm like, hey, it's fine. There's a little bit of pain, but a little bit of pain never killed anybody. Right. So I think it's just that like mentally you have to learn to trust yourself again yeah. and learn to trust that you're going to be able to do the necessary steps to get you back to where mm-hmm. you're going to be. So I think that's
0: all it is. You just have to learn to trust yourself again. Yeah. And I think that comes from the self-discipline. Yes. Because the more you're able to discipline yourself and have that consistency, you build that trust with yourself to say, I know what I can do for myself.
1: So the more consistent you are, the more you can tell yourself, I've done this before. Mm -hmm. Not only can I do it again, but I can do it better. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Still related to fighting, but a little bit of a jumper tangent. I'm curious in your experience as a woman in the boxing world or fighting world in general, because it was MMA at first.
1: Right. But I feel like regardless of what it is, I think regardless of any sport, as a female going into any sport, but specifically one like this, I think that you don't have any respect, I guess you could Mm. say. Like, you have to come in here and really hold your own. (laughs) Like, no matter what, hold your own. Because obviously... Men don't want to hit you that hard. Men don't want to this. Men mm-hmm. don't want to that. And I understand, like, I'm very reasonable, right? A man <laughs> is stronger than a woman. I get it. But you have to be able to push yourself to that level mm-hmm. to where they're like, oh, like, okay, no, I, I g-
0: see. <laughs> I got to give up my right. all. Christina. Like, I see her working. <laughs> yeah.
1: I see her doing it. Right. So I've always tried to outwork the men. I'm not going to be better than you. Fully aware of that. Yeah. You're faster. You're stronger. You're just gonna be better, right? (laughs) Physically, but you're not gonna outwork me. And that's the one thing. I don't care what we're doing. We could be cleaning toilets. You're not gonna outwork (laughs) me. That's why they call me spotless. Exactly. Exactly. See my face in there. (laughs) But no, that's the one thing I feel like I've always had over people. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is, you're not going to outwork me. You can have more talent than me. You can Uh be better than me. You can be faster than me. But you're not going to outwork me. I don't care what it is. I will kill myself trying to outwork you. (laughs) So I will die trying to outwork you. So it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it does not matter what it is. I will outwork you. (laughs) Yeah, I will outwork you.
0: No, I like that because I really think that is the number one quality for like all of the most successful athletes and the most successful business folks like entrepreneurs it's like you just keep like your work ethic ethic is times a hundred of the average person like you're willing to just keep going keep pushing but then it's almost to like to what detriment like how do you take care of yourself in that and I think that's part of the work true, that we ignore true. like resting and taking care yeah. of yourself is how you keep going it's part
1: of the discipline right yeah. like people are like how do you go to bed so early sometimes I don't want to but yeah I have a few melatonin gummies and I'm out but you <laughs> so, have a clear
0: vision and goals right. so. so I have
1: to be in bed at a certain time because yeah. my body is broken throughout the day so I have to make sure that I go to bed and sleep and mm-hmm. get up so I can do it all over again yeah so it's just a part of that discipline like regardless if you have discipline you're gonna make it far in whatever it is that they're trying to do yeah
0: what i like about the way that you train and kind of just the seasons of boxing in general is like when you're in training mode discipline 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 right before the fight there's a lot more sacrifice right yeah. you're not eating you're not right. drinking the water you're trying to get this way in. but once it's time there's also this little bit of time to take a break and indulge yeah, of course. and i think that's the cycles that I want to see in my life. So I'm not going to say for everybody, but for me, like mm-hmm. that's almost a cycle that I like and want to see more in my life is like there's seasons of hustle, 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 a little yeah, bit right. of sacrifice and then celebrating those it small wins. Hit the goal, and you know, have some <laughs> a little bit like, and I think there's almost two paths that I see most folks go. It's like, I'm so self-disciplined that I never give myself a break. And then there's burnout happening. And then there's the root of like, I indulge all the time where every time I get a dollar, every time I get a dessert, you know, (laughs) like we're just always indulging. And then this like middle path of finding balance is hard to reach because we're just going so far. So like, that's definitely one of my goals. And one of the pieces of inspiration I'm taking from your journey, honestly, is Fighting after failure is so much about mindset and returning to the roots and the people that built you up. But the other thing I'm hearing is like balance the self discipline. I mean, I feel
1: like it's always mind over matter, regardless of what. Because your body will give up a hundred times before your mind Mm does So if your mind says you can still do it, then you can still do it. So there's nothing like you can punch me a hundred times as long as in my head I'm like, you're still not going to hurt me. You're not going to hurt me. (laughs) So. But, okay, yeah. so when's your next fight? Uh, March 9th. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't even posted it yet, but March 9th in okay. Tijuana, Mexico. It's always been a goal of mine, a dream of mine to fight in Mexico. Love that. Whole families from Mexico, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely a dream come true. Yeah, the whole family all show up and show families, out soon. Exactly. like I said, my best friend, she already got her ticket. So we're going to be down there. We're going to have some fun. We're going to get our win and we're going to celebrate after. Yeah.
0: So, I was about to say. So what's going to happen there? You just told me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So we're we're going for the win. We're going to celebrate after indulgence. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Take a little and break and get we're back, right to, back, back, to,
1: back it. to work because we're going to get ready for the next one. I love it. How often are you wanting to fight? Uh, this year alone, I want to fight at least four times. Okay. So it's so
0: kind of like every, every three years. Every two or so. to three months
1: or so, yeah. yeah. So and I feel like that'll help me stay, like you said, that path of discipline and then you know, a little break, discipline yeah. and a little break, so that I don't burn myself out completely. But I just I love to fight. Yeah. There's uh-huh. no other feeling than pushing somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so how did you get the nickname Castigo?
1: Um, it's actually from a
0: song. Okay. So when
1: my brother and I first started MMA, we were trying to figure out, okay, well, what are we going to call ourselves? And then he was like, well, let's just do the same thing. And I said, no, that's corny. I'm not doing that with you. Like, we already wear the same kind of gear. Like, we already do everything alike.
0: How, how, what's the age difference I uh, was
1: three years older than then. Okay. So, um, there was a song that I listened to over and over and over, and it's actually called Castigo. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's what it is. That's what it's going to be.
0: <laughs> okay. And so, this was, like, when you were in training? training yeah, I think mode. I
1: was, like... 14, maybe 15. Dang. Yeah, it was a long time. So you have had this
0: nickname for a yes, long time. For okay. for very long time. I'm saying nickname, but it's your fighting name, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know?
1: <laughs> it's been a long time, yeah.
0: Dang, but okay. That's where it comes I from. I love it. Yay. Okay, so really it's just like a couple last questions that I want to mm-hmm. ask you. One is on the advice side, because obviously I'm getting inspiration, <laughs> but... I'm not training to fight. So (laughs) for anybody that's listening to this, that has dreams of becoming a pro fighter, like what would be some of those like top tips or recommendations you would give them? It's all about discipline.
1: You gotta be able to schedule out your day. Like I have a full-time job too. So I work 15, 18 hour days. You gotta be able to do that. After that, I come here for two hours. Then I go home, go to bed. On my days off, I train three times a day. Like it's just, it's, (laughs) it's all about discipline like this has to be your top priority Mm -hmm. this sport is not forgiving at all whoever's outworking you will outwork you you have to be the you have to be putting in the most I always figure if I'm not training somebody's training to beat me
0: yeah so
1: you have to be in the gym you have to be doing everything you possibly can Mm -hmm. to make yourself better yeah so that's my only only recommendation discipline like that (laughs)
0: <laughs> number one. It's <laughs> like yeah. it translates into everything you do because we see it in exactly. action. Okay, so then my last question, it's sort of related but rather than like giving advice to other folks, I want you to think back to 14-year-old Bree <laughs> and 14-year-old Bree's right there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you just like talk to 14-year-old Bree? Imagine like what she was but thinking at say... that time. <laughs> what would you tell her?
1: Tower. It's going to be a very long journey. And I mean, very long. It's going to be a lot of doubting yourself, a lot of asking yourself, is this worth it? Is this what you really want to do as you hold your broken nose at home? ask her, Is this what it's going to be every day, day in and day out? Is this what you really want to do? And at that time, the answer was always yes. No matter how bad of a day I had in the gym, Because you're not going to have perfect days in the gym. You're going to get here and spar one day and you're going to get beat up. You're not always going to feel the greatest. You're not always Mm going to be 100%. But at the end of the day, the answer is yes, this is what I want to do. So it's going to be a very long road. A lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a lot of memories made with the people that built you. Mm -hmm. But you're going to make it. And you're going to make yourself proud, which I feel is the most important thing. Wow. Yeah. But not only that, you're going to make the people that built you and were there for you very proud. Yeah. And I feel like when I lost the last fight, the person I felt I let down the most was Coke Caesar. Yeah. And it still kind of bothers me. So yeah. I really want to like let him know like, Hey, like all this, these years, this decade, it was not for nothing. Right. Like, we're going to get there. Right. I just need to, you know, just. Give me another
0: shot. <laughs> One more shot. Right. Keep I could do this. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I would tell my name so.
0: Like we're going to make it. And we already you got won. that. You so, got this. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure 14 year old Bree didn't even imagine this at moment. All. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, I love it. And now you're like, people are asking me to be on podcasts. All <laughs> the right. things. We're going to Mexico. <laughs> fighting in Mexico. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's a long road, but it's, it's like. I would say a beautiful experience mm-hmm. and the process that it takes to get there. If there's one thing that I love uh, more than fighting is the process. Mm. I love the training camp process. Like this is week two for us. And in week one, you feel like you just suck because <laughs> it's week one, three times a day. You're always tired. Week two, it gets a little bit better and then it gets a little bit better. And just like the progression, yeah, that process, I just that's like an addicting feeling to me mm. to just see the just progression and progress. by the time yeah. week nine week 10 comes right before fight week, you're like you look back at week one you're like i don't even know that
0: person i don't even know who that is right yeah so. That cool. be I love it. I'm, I'm like really inspired and realizing I need to get back to my workouts. I'm not gonna lie, I ain't trying to fight, but like I miss feeling strong. Yeah. And there's something about that strength, like you're saying, exactly. the progression, yes. the transformation, that process is everything. Mm-hmm. And in whatever field people are in, I think that's something folks can take away. So is there anything else you want people to know about you, Bri?
1: That's it. Uh, We're back in March. That's about it. So, I'm so excited. Back (laughs) in the gym every day. That's pretty much it. That's my only goal. That's my only focus from here till that day. Mm
0: -hmm full focus i love it well then let's call it a wrap where can people follow you find you
1: uh i'm on instagram i don't even know what my instagram handle is though i'm not on there a lot we'll that's fine it will tag okay. it in the description All right. i'm not on there a lot i don't really do social she's media. she's
0: too busy training but like. i mean
1: with this sport and nowadays the way things
0: are you kind of need it yeah so, absolutely yeah are y'all gonna hear about brie for sure whether she's posting or someone's posting it for her she will have a social media manager and everything <laughs> but yeah
1: well just thank you for having me thank, thank you for i hope i didn't do too bad today was you were amazing thank you for but, sharing yeah, pieces thank you of for your story on here
0: yeah that's it. We All good, right. girl. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Here to Uplift podcast. I hope you're finishing this episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. We want to keep the stories and inspiration coming, so please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. We really appreciate it. Welcome to the Uplift community, friend. Please join us for another episode soon.